today's discussion is about the convergence of thought of four great thinkers from India, namely Gandhi, Periyar, Ambedkar, and Buddha. These were great thinkers that have shaped modern India. Today's discussion is going to be on this topic primarily because there are several misunderstandings and several misconceptions that tell us that these four personalities were pitted against each other at some point of time or rather there are similarities and differences whereas the differences have been dwelt on mostly and similarities have not been dealt with in detail. Three personalities who normally stand in alignment with each other are pitted against one in most cases of study. That is Buddha and Ambedkar have a very similar ideology and approach whereas Gandhi stands apart. Periyar, of course, did not have a very religious approach to everything or rather he was anti-religious but there is a need to look at it from a convergence point of view. So the key questions that will be answered today are what are the key similarities that bring people together? And why are they so relevant today? So these are two questions that we will be trying to answer during the course of this lecture. Buddha, a towering personality who had a lot of influence over the entire South Asian region, also has influenced a lot of liberative thinking apart from religious thinking. Buddhism itself is a deeply spiritual religion but does not recount on God. And this is also believed that it arose as an opposition to the existing traditions of the day which were dominated by discrimination against women and based on caste. The rise of Buddhism, though lended itself to be political, was grounded in deeply spiritual thinking and self-reflection. Further, this was developed into a liberation ideology and elaborately discussed by Ambedkar who during the later, later part of his life even converted to Buddhism. In his essay called Buddha and his Dhamma, he clearly elaborates on how Buddhism is a source of inspiration and how that definitely will be a liberating element. He also looks at the key injustices meted out in the name of caste 
can be addressed by adhering to Buddhism. And hence, the principles of Ambedkar are based essentially on the Buddhist principles. And for Ambedkar, Buddhism was a liberative fact. It was a religion without God, but a deeply grounded religion which could bring about many changes. It is in this purview that when he was talking about the depressed and oppressed classes, which were both socially and economically disadvantaged, they were in need to look for alternatives. The need to belong to a religion was because there was a need to organize them and religion was the easiest to do. So Ambedkar's conversion to Buddhism was essentially to bring people together to have a sense of belonging to a community rather than belong to a religion. With that, we see Periyar, who is also known as the Voltaire of India, spent around 94 years of his life campaigning for against social injustices. Periyar, in his approach, was far ahead of his times when he calls for a completely liberational thinking which he found grounded in the idea of rejecting God and the icons that represent it. His main premise was to look at social justice was springing out from religious practices, especially Hindu religious practices, which gave a religious sanctity to discrimination in the name of caste and also discriminated women, especially those who were widowed. And so Periyar tirelessly wrote about this for close to 70 years and then he also built a movement strongly built on the foundations of social justice. And so his role in bringing together the social justice area in order to annihilate caste is quite significant. The last personality that we need to be looking at is Gandhi. People who work on caste issues, especially those from the so-called lower castes, activists and various others, tend to brand Gandhi as somebody who did not understand casteism. But reading Gandhi, both through his articles in Navjeevan, Young India and Harijan, we'll see that the amount of passion he had in the eradication of caste system. The fact of the matter is, though Gandhi did believe 
in preserving hinduism and believed that in hinduism there needs to be a tolerance for caste and there need not be discrimination he did justify in some places about the caste system and hinduism but he was quite convinced that caste has no place in hinduism as well and because of that his campaigns against caste were quite vehement and as a practitioner of non discrimination he was even willing to let go of his close friends and family who insisted on practicing discrimination at a certain point of time in his ashram but the approaches of ambedkar gandhi periyar and buddha are completely different the point of convergence over here is that they bring together a single line of thought which is against discrimination in fact there are more things in common between these people than the differences the differences were basically contextual and also based on the need of the hour at the point of time they were dealing with a certain context there can be little doubt between the synchronous relationship between periyar ambedkar and buddha because these ideologies came from bottom up whereas the ideology of gandhi came from top to bottom the meeting point was not very pleasant at all times but the impact they have had in terms of bringing an end to casteism and discrimination is no mean thing in all their writings in ambedkar's annihilation of caste in his reply to gandhi or in ambedkar's writings on casteism in india or when periyar writes why did the woman become a slave there is constant reference to non discrimination to hindu texts that discriminate people and to particularly religion religious traditions and cultures that discriminate women men and everybody else who doesn't belong to a high caste in gandhi's writing he also clearly denounces the types ways and methods of discrimination he also strongly recommended similar steps which gandhi and ambedkar have also recommended in many ways for example intercaste marriages ambedkar very clearly writes in his essay talking about intercaste marriages as a key in annihilating caste system a similar approach is taken by gandhi as well he talks about the need for interreligious intercaste marriages especially when it comes to eradicating caste 
and he also says that he will be willing to bless weddings only if there is an intercaste marriage so this can be considered as just one of the many attempts that were made in terms of looking at caste system the key difference between these thinkers has been a clear understanding of how to approach this though gandhi was very concerned about political liberation whereas ambedkar and periyar were concerned about political as well as social liberation the priority prioritization of political liberation was in the mind of gandhi whereas a combined up effort was in the mind of both periyar and ambedkar while talking about this there is also a need to look at personal convictions practices and life experiences gandhi's experience of discrimination in south africa the experience of periyar in kasi and the countless experiences of ambedkar from school up to college have been inspiration for them to understand discrimination at different levels for ambedkar facing discrimination was a way of life whereas for gandhi it was a one time event however the depth of understanding which ambedkar brings is completely different from what gandhi understood but then the point of convergence is that there was a general agreement in the way they wanted to do things and what they wanted to achieve so there is a need for us to look deeper into these points of convergence the text they have written and also what they actually spoke and did when they were alive examples of preserving dignity examples of upholding right examples of bringing about policy changes and also examples about bringing in changes in leadership they are all seen as ways to change the existing system so currently if one knee has to examine the way in which this has changed it will be interesting to see that there are more similarities than differences in the next lecture we'll be talking about various texts that bring convergence to this we will also be adding in other thinkers as we progress